0: Thought by now, they fall, but you will never fail me. Yet. Waiting for change.
1: morning. Welcome to Christ the Cornerstone. Thank you for being here today, whether you're in the building or whether you're worshiping with us online. We want to welcome you. Would you stand as we begin to worship today? God, we thank you. We honor you. Lord, we thank you that you called our name. And Lord, you called us out of darkness and into marvelous light.
0: I was buried. before
2: Are you glad he took you out of that dark place of your life? I can't hear you. Are you glad he took you out of the dark place of your life? I am. I am so happy. Thank you, Jesus. And he took you out of your darkness and into your marvelous light. We have so much to be thankful for. Can come over here. And so much to honor God about every day of our life. And the Bible tells us in so many places how blessed we are, and how we should respond to our God. In Galatians 5, let me read. So Christ has truly set us free. Let me sure that you stay free, and don't get tied up again in slavery to the law. Listen, I, Paul, tell you this. If you are counting on circumcision to make you right with God, then Christ will be of no benefit to you. So I say it again. If you are trying to find favor with God by being circumcised, you must obey every regulation in the law of Moses. For if you're trying to make yourselves right with God by keeping the law, you have been cut off from Christ. You have fallen away from God's grace. But we who live by the Spirit... That's all of us. Amen. Eagerly wait to receive by faith the righteousness of God that he has promised unto us. But when we place our faith in Christ Jesus, there is no benefit in being circumcised or being uncircumcised. What is important is faith expressing itself in love. You know why? Because God is love. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad he loves you? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Brother King will now lead us into prayer, brothers and sisters.
3: Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you today for getting everyone here safely. Lord, uh, we just give you all the praise and glory for just who you are, Lord. Uh, We pray blessing over this church, the people attending here, Lord, those visiting online, uh, the staff and pastors, Lord. We just thank you so much, God. Thank you for all the victory you give us each and every day. I come into agreement with my pastor's prayer, Lord, um, just to have that faith and that spirit, Lord, within ourselves that we receive from you freely. So, Lord, um, we just thank you for the rest of this day and bless everyone here. Uh, Let them have what you would have for them, Lord. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
4: CTC family. I'm Chrissy and here's this week's news. Next weekend is Father's Day and we have a full calendar of activities. On Saturday morning at 8 a.m. we invite you to bring your family out to the C&D Canal Trail in Delaware City for a bike ride. You can decide how far you want to ride. Then on Sunday from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. we are hosting our car show in the parking lot at the Bear Campus. There will be a food truck, DJ, and lots of cool cars. Our worship schedule for the weekend will remain the same for all campuses. This Wednesday will be the opening of Neighborhood Nights at Ellesmere from 6 to 7.30 p.m. There will be a light dinner followed by activities for every age group. We still need your help to make this happen. If you can help with children, food service, setup or tear down, please contact Pastor Sharon at soconner at ctcde.church or call the Ellesmere campus office. Music brings people together by building fellowship within the community. The Living Waters Cafe at our Ellesmere campus is hosting another open mic night. Come join us on June 19th at 7 p.m. in Wesley Hall for light refreshments and an evening of fun. To sign up for a time slot, please contact Jim Booker at livingwaterscafe.ctc at gmail.com. For more information on these and other events, visit our website At ctcde.church or go to our Facebook page. If you need prayer, you can call the Bear Campus Office at 302 836 2862 or the Ellesmere Campus Office at 302 998 4584. You can also email us at prayer at ctcde.church. Or if you are worshiping online, you can hit the Request Prayer button at the bottom of your screen. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. God bless you and have a great week.
5: Good morning, everyone. Whether you're in person or online, it's great to see all of your faces. I can't see your faces online, but I'm just going to say... It's great to see your face anyway, even though I can't see it. So again, welcome. If you are new here and you are in the room with me, just don't forget, once you leave the sanctuary and go to the left, you will see the Welcome Center, where you will receive a cute little gift, and also um, be greeted by someone from our pastoral staff, and I did not forget about those online. If you are new here, you can simply click the New Here button at the top, or a bubble most likely popped up in the chat. You can also click that. Most likely, easier access. And before I forget, for those sitting at the table or at the chair, you will see the Connect card where you can write your name so we know that you were here today. And also, you can write a prayer because we are always praying for you. And the same goes for all my online people. At the very top, you'll see the Connect card button. Or most likely, again, you saw a bubble just pop up in the chat. So now I'm going to pass it on to Pastor Roger. Everybody.
3: Here at Christ the Cornerstone, as we emphasize living a generous life, and we have some principles that we try to follow. And today, we want to look at principle number five as we uh, uh, lead a generous life. So, I invite you online or in person to read this out loud with me. Would you please? We give. There will all the opportunity that you have on your own to give and to share with others whatever God has given to you. but It's so great to be part of a congregation that can do that as a body. And I thank you for that. Let me invite you to stand.
1: To do his best work Amen. He is here today, if you're looking at something that seems Situations that we think are insurmountable, Lord. Whether it's the Red Sea where we need You to part it, or the Jordan River where we need to just step in and have faith that You will make a way for us. Lord, that's the business You're in. Even when we don't. his arm, the sea opened and they walked across. That took an element of faith. There was another instance in Scripture where they came up to the Jordan River. The Jordan River didn't just open and let them part. The priest had to step into the water. So, I don't know where you are today. And I don't know what kind of experience God is going to ask of you. It might be a Red Sea experience. You might just walk up to it and the doors open. You might have to take a step of faith that you don't understand. But God is able. Amen? Because He makes a way where there seems to be no way. The Old Testament, the prophet Isaiah asked the question Who among the gods is like you, O Lord? And the answer is. nobody like Him. So, when we're fighting a battle that we don't think we can win, which in our own strength we can't, acknowledge the that there is no one like our God.
0: Amen.
1: That there is no one like our God. We thank You, Lord Jesus. We worship You because You are great.
2: Amen. Let's give a big hand clap. Let's honor the Lord before our praise, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Let us go boldly before the throne of grace at this time, asking God to bless the message that we're about to be blessed with, and also to bless the one who's bringing the message, Brother John. Can we bow our heads in reverence to our Lord? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for allowing us all to be here today, dear God. And Lord, we're thanking you today for a very special messenger, our dear brother John. We heard him last night, Father. What a wonderful message. And can't wait to hear it again. We ask that you anoint him anew, Heavenly Father, and that you bring forth from him the wonderful knowledge that he has, the experiences. And Lord, open our hearts so that we will receive what he has to say and realize the beauty that is within each and every one of us and in our differences. We ask, dear God, that you bless this entire congregation, those who are here and those who are at home. And, Lord, we ask that we will take what he says with your anointing upon it out into the world and make a change for the better with this wonderful wisdom he's about to impart upon us. We thank you, Lord. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. And you may be seated, brothers and sisters.
3: With us, with us this morning. Let me introduce a new series uh, for us today called It's a Cultural Thing. And uh, this is going to be a series that's not going to happen over several weeks, but over several months. And every now and then we're going to have a, a, a message in this series called It's a Cultural Thing. And my goal in this is that we can celebrate God's love Uh, in the different cultures that God has created uh, around the world. And uh, it's a wonderful thing. We're going to learn today uh, about the Nigerian culture, uh, which is the culture in which John grew up. And uh, his family is here. And uh, I I want to see if we can get a a picture of the family. We're going to swing the camera around. Uh, Can I have the Aikyocha family stand up, please, just so we can... We've got beautiful. I don't know if we can get that. Not not real good lighting on that, but they're here this morning, and we're glad you guys can see that now. Beautiful, beautiful family, and uh, have been part of our church part of our church for a long time, uh, longer than I have, and so it's good to hear them. Uh, I guess that's it. I got I got nothing else to add, so I'm going to let John. He's going to he's going to share a lot with us about the culture. Uh, and uh, uh, we're not going to have time. I didn't tell you. We're not going to have time this morning for questions afterwards. So we'll just we'll just do the presentation. Uh, but uh, want, want the, I think John would certainly, if you have a question, uh, you want to ask him, ask him afterwards. Yeah, he's got to get up to the other uh, the other campus. He's gonna he's gonna give the presentation live there uh, at eleven o'clock. So, uh, and we'll still have our eleven o'clock worship here uh, at eleven. Uh, but John's going to be up at the other campus. So John, tell us a little bit about your culture, about the experience of faith, and uh, and I'll let I'll let you do what you want to do, and then I'll come back and kind of wrap things together.
6: Good morning, people of God. Um, before I start, I have to do something first. Um, my mother-in-law is here. I'm just seeing her this morning. Mommy, ekaroma. There you go. That is how we greet our seniors in Nigeria. Um, My wife is not here, unfortunately. Um, She's in school, but that's a different story for another day. And my oldest daughter is not here. So that being said, um, the praise worship song we had this morning, Waymaker. Anybody know who sang it? I do not. Who wrote that song? It was sung, it was written by a Nigerian called Sinachi. So that's another Nigerian export to the world.
3: Yeah. Beautiful song.
6: Yes. So my job today is not to preach, that <laughs> is for him. My job is just to give you a little window, yeah. a little taste of a country in West Africa. Um, Africa is not a country. It's a continent made up of different countries. My origin is in West Africa, a little country called Nigeria, just by the Atlantic Ocean. So if I can have the slide. Um, The next one. So, the first question is this. Why America? Why do people leave their origins, what they know, their cultures, and come to this beautiful, beautiful country called America? Why don't they go to Russia? Why don't they go to Sweden? Your answer is right there. America has always been a beacon of hope to the world. People see America as the solution to their issues, a hope, an ideal they aspire to. And that is what brings them here. They believe that if they can, in spite of their challenges, get to America, they have a chance. They have a chance for a better life for themselves, a better life for their families. And it's all in those words: "Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to be free." That the spirit that makes us American, that's the spirit that binds us to France and to the entire world. That is the spirit we need today. So hopefully, I'm not gonna get into the politics of immigration, <laughs> that's not my job. So let's go to the next slide. Now, we are all are Christians, even in the Bible. Galatians 3:28 says, there is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free nor is there male and female for you are all one in Christ so irrespective of where we come from whether we are green black, grey, yellow in the sight of God we are just one in the body of Christ we are one I'm not going to preach that gospel. my pastor will do that so can I have the next slide Okay, so that is the continent of Africa, and what you see there is a breakdown of the various countries in Africa. The one in red is Nigeria. Nigeria has a whole bunch of ethnicities, um, but basically it can be broken down into just three segments, the north, the west, and the east. The north was mostly influenced by the Arabs, Tunisia, Liberia, um, Tunisia, Algeria, Morocco, are um, mostly agrarian and predominantly Muslims. The west and the east were mostly influenced by missionaries, the Catholic missions, Methodists, Baptist. Protestants. Now in, in the North you used to have um, the Granot Pyramids of Cano. Um, agriculture was mostly dominant there. The major exports for Nigeria changed after nineteen sixty thereabout, when they discovered oil. So Nigeria today is I think the sixth largest oil producer in the world. of the GDP comes from oil. Um, Cocoa, ginger, granite, sorghum, millet, all that is by the wayside. Now, the western part of Nigeria, we have a joke about the West. And the joke goes, um, in every family in the West, you would find the professor. Then, for the eastern part of the country where I am from, my wife is from the west, we are called Little China. Places like Abba or Nature, you would find artisans, small business owners making handbags, shoes, there's nothing you want to fabricate that you cannot fabricate in Aba. Nothing. So, that region of the country is referred to as small China. Let's go to the next slide. Now, in America, we have over a million Nigerians resident here as Americans and American citizens. And um, I pulled up a little research. Um, According to Rice University, Nigerian Americans are the most educated group in the United States. According to the 2008 to 2012 American Community Survey conducted by the U.S. Census Bureau, 61.4% of Nigerian Americans Aged 25 years or older hold a bachelor's degree or higher, compared to 28.5% of total U.S. population. The Migration Policy Institute reports that 29% of Nigerian Americans have a master's degree, a Ph.D. or an advanced professional degree, compared to 11% of the U.S. population. Nigerian Americans are also known for their contributions to medicine, science, technology, arts, literature. Nigerian culture has long emphasized education, placing value on pursuing education as a means to personal fulfillment and financial success. That is true. We place a premium on education. Remember. It also has to do with the context in which we grew up. Your access to upward mobility is tied to your level of education. So you would see a Nigerian with three master's degrees, two PhDs. Yes, that is what we do. Probably that's also why my wife is still in school. Don't tell her I said this. Don't get me in trouble. Don't get me in trouble. Um, It does not mean that we do not appreciate folks who use their hands, who use their God-given skills. We do. But rather, unfortunately, in Nigeria, those skills do not pay much. If you're a plumber, a mechanic, things like that, you are on the lower actually of the income bracket. So understand it in that context. The next slide. Okay, this is where it gets interesting the Nigerian family. Um, we are, if, has anybody read the book by Amy Chu? The Battle Cry of the Tiger Mom. Okay, Uh, she was describing how the Chinese parents, Nigerians are like them. Nigerian parents are very demanding. Nigerian parents would push you. That is who we are. Um, We are strict. Democracy does not apply when it comes to parenting in the Nigerian household. No. The hierarchy is God, your dad and your mom, and you. We're not voting. Chinue Achebe in Things Fall Apart said, If a child washes his hands properly, then he will be allowed to sit and eat with his elders. That means, as a child, you are required to be humble, you are required to serve, you earn the confidence, the respect of your parents, then you can have a say. You can't hardly say, eh, if you've not gone through this, it's not an option, it's not a negotiation. We expect our kids to wake up in the morning, come to my room, and do exactly what I just did for my mother-in-law. You don't wake up and stay in your room and wait for me to come out, and then you have a sign on your door that says, don't disturb. Hey! Come on, who's the boss around here? So that is the way we try to bring up our children. It does not mean we do not have our challenges. We do. We do. Like every household, like every family, we also try to deal with them. Maybe we don't go to counseling or therapy. Growing up, I had... um, Cousins, nephews whose parents had to come drop them off with my dad and they lived with us, we went to college, graduated from my father's house with me because they had little issues. So we deal with it in a different way. We actually don't go to counseling first. Your mom would rather bring you to church first and let the pastor pray for you and anoint you before she takes you to counseling. Now, for the Nigerian child, the Nigerian child is stressed. Yes. The Nigerian child is stressed because we put a high expectation on them and they have to meet it. My kids are here. If you call up 10 Nigerian parents and ask them, hey, what do you want your child or your daughter to be? I guarantee you, 9.5% will tell you, oh, I want him to be a doctor or I want him to be an engineer. Anything outside of those two, you have not gone to school. You are wasting your father's money. I had the same challenge. When my son was ready for college, I said, we're going to fill 10 applications. He did not tell me what he wanted to do. I told him what I wanted him to do. You are going to go and do engineering. I don't care if it's. Chemical, mechanical, civil aviation, but it has to have engineering. So we filled out the first seven applications. And then I get a call from my daughter who is schooling in California. Dad, what's going on? What? What's your problem? Why are you making money fill out applications for Engineering. I said, what else do you want him to go and do? She goes, Daddy, it's time to change. And I said, what are you talking about? She said to me, Manny has been taking computer programming classes at Wilmington University. I said, so? That's so was based on my limited knowledge and my experience at that same period. Um, A friend who was also a member of this church before he moved to New York just lost his job. He was working for Chase uh, in the computer department and he said they shipped his job offshore so he lost his job. So that was my window of seeing computer science. And I said to my daughter, no, he's not going to do that. She said, daddy, open your laptop. So I opened my laptop and she walked me through it. She rather educated me. And I went further to the Department of Labor Statistics. I checked the income, I did. And then when I was educated, I called him, I said, hey, boy, you he didn't tell me about this little secret. He said, yes, I didn't want to get into that fight with you. I would have gone to do the mechanical engineering, and then maybe he just came doing this on the side. I said, okay, let's change it around. Fill out several new applications for computer science and engineering. And that's how we solved it. So today, this within that and he's happy and I am happy now we have a very rich culture values norms everything we do has to show respect and civility we also try to teach our children that it doesn't mean they don't mess up they do and even we as adults also do mess up and um, you just saw me greet my mother-in-law that is how you greet in the west in the east it's different they say it in words nawo." my elder how are you today and then the elder will respond I am fine and how are you Say, I am all right. May you live long. May your days be long. And the elder will say a prayer over you. The same way I greeted my mother in law, if I was in the house, she would have put her hand on my head and prayed for me. So you see, there's an element of religion even in the way we greet. So every morning you get that blessing before you leave out or before you go about your activity. Now, um, names, Nigerian names. Nigerian names have a lot of meaning. Nigerians name their children based on events around their lives, based on their hopes, their expectations for their children. We don't just give kids names. There must be something to it. If you look up here, you will see one that says Chima Gozelam. That means, my God has blessed me. That's my son's name. The story, that's for another day. The second name, Moobera Nuju, a child born in affluence. That is her. That's my second daughter's name. That's a different story. Modupe Oluwa, that is a Yoruba name from the western part of the country. That's my wife's name. I praise the Lord. So you can see the interconnection of religion of faith, of hope, and of expectation, even in the way we name our children. The next slide. Values. I've just showed you a little bit about greetings. Kula nuts. Kula nuts are a very, very significant part of the Igbo culture. When you visit somebody, the first thing they give to you is Kulanots. nuts, Kula nuts represent peace. It says to you, you are welcome in this home. And most times when you are leaving, they will give you a piece to take back. They will break one in front of you, you will share that, and they will give you one when you are leaving. You typically don't live a Nigerian house empty-handed when you visit. No matter how small, no matter how little, they would try and give you something to go with. Discrimination, yes, it's not only in America, we have that too in Nigeria. The Indians also have a caste system where people in the Indian society are put in various classification stratas. In Nigeria, among the Igbo people, they are referred to as the Osu, the untouchables. Their history goes back to slavery, to conquest. Um, They normally don't marry with the freeborn. They marry amongst themselves. Uh, They try to live on their own. But thankfully, that has been eliminated in the Eastern region of Nigeria. Uh, Even in my own place, we've done away with it. So hopefully, one day, soon America would also let it go let it go religion yes, we have indigenous religion some call it idol worship that's okay Um, we have the worship of smaller deities or gods Amadioha, uh, the god of thunder, Shango, the god of lightning, and etc., etc. But basically, Nigeria is Christian Muslim. That's just the breakdown. Every other thing is just there. Festivals. In America, we have our Thanksgiving where we sit with family, with friends, and we thank the Lord. For what he has done in our lives up to that point, up to the end of that year, Thanksgiving. In Nigeria, we do the same thing too. If you get a chance, buy things fall apart, read it. It's there. In fact, it was detailed. In my household, we do what is called the New Yom Festival. About the same time, we do Thanksgiving. And it's a big celebration. A whole day of cooking, and eating, and feasting, and thanking God for what he has done in our lives, and getting ready for the next year. So we have that in common. Marriage, oh boy. <laughs> that one is a different bargain. For the Nigerian family, love is not enough. Daddy, I love him. Fine. Fine. <laughs> How does that help me? Love is good. It's a starting, it's a starting point. Here in America, um, you will run the person's credit to see his credit score. If he has a bad credit score, he needs to explain that. In Nigeria, we do a full scale investigation. <laughs> I am serious we do a full-scale investigation. We don't have credit bureaus, but at least, your father-in-law might ask you, how much are you earning that you think you can take care of my daughter? You might have to present your pay slip for the credit check. But the full-scale investigation, her family will send somebody, like I am from the West, my wife is from the East, My parents had to send somebody to go and dig into her family history. It's not just her. Yes, they would check her. They would check what is her family about, what is her mom about, what is her dad about, what are their values. The same thing her family would do to me. They would send somebody, a neutral person go and check him out they will dig into everything marriage in Nigeria is not just you and her marriage is both of you your families and your community because when the deed is done and you marry into that family yeah, son-in-law is the English language of describing it you are actually a son in that family in the same manner, she is a daughter in your family. Roles, functions, responsibilities revolve around that. My father-in-law would call me and say, hey, what do you think about this? And I give him my input. The same way my parents would call my wife I say, yeah, I talked to him, but I don't need his views. You tell me. That is the way marriage is in Nigeria. We cherish marriage. Once you are in, in my family, you are not going out. Whatever the issue is, resolve it. You are not going out. Now, people have said to me, they understand Nigerian men are dominant. We are stubborn. I agree.
0: <laughs>
6: Dominant is a different ball game. The fact of the matter is this. You need to understand the Nigerian woman. She is smart as she is swift. She knows when to make her case. She knows when to give a full press cut. She knows when to give you that little space you think you have to feel comfortable in your skin and grow your ego before she strikes. So, in your own interest, it is good to listen. Listen to what she's saying. If you think you are up there, your head is up there, okay, go ahead. Let's see where it ends. I'll share something with you. My second daughter was deciding on college. Uh-huh. Yeah. On high school. I thought we were done with that. Then she comes says, Hey, Daddy, i they are doing a test in Achmere tomorrow, I want to go and write it. I, thought, I said, I thought we we're done with this. She said, no, 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 no. I said, why Hachmeyer? I, I want to go there because Joe Biden went to that school. So they're having a makeup test tomorrow and I want to go write the test. Okay, let's go. I didn't check the school fees before <laughs> we went. I took her there, she wrote the test. Three days later, I get an email. I should come back for an interview. Why are they interviewing me? What's my business? I'm not the one going to school. Uh And then I went, checked the school fees, and I said to Mary, Mary, did you check the school fees before you went to write this test? She said, Daddy, don't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry about it. So we go for the interview. She goes in, does the interview comes out she said I got this okay the lady comes out I said no we don't need to talk to you we don't need to talk to you just, just go just go two days after I get an email it was a scholarship for her it was huge yeah it was huge and I looked at it I still had to pay something yes. so I picked my phone and I called them I said hey Thank you so much for doing this. Well, I think it will be okay if you can just move it up a little bit. The lady said she'll call me back. So she called me back. And they moved it up a little bit more. She said to me, she must come to this school. Okay. So I took the final figure, I showed it to my wife. She's an accountant. I said, how are we gonna pay for this little difference? I don't have this money. She didn't say anything, she left me. I went to work. I came back in the evening. She had set out a whole menu. Brand new dishes. My favorite food. (laughs) So I stepped back and then I called my kids. I said, did I get in trouble? (laughs) They said, no, 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 no. Everything is okay. I'm like, are you sure I should eat this food? Daddy will stop being dramatic. I sat down I had my meal. I went to bed. Early in the morning, my wife says, she'll go to that school. <laughs> ah. Mm-hmm. How do we pay for it? Don't worry, we'll pay for it. It won't kill us. And we did. We did. She graduated from Archmere Academy. That is a Nigerian woman. Yes. Respect her. She knows her onions. The next slide. Okay, so um, this is the Yoruba attire. This is what is worn in the West. This is not your everyday outfit. This is more like when you have the celebration, your Thanksgiving, your weddings, things like that. That's what you wear. The next one. Same thing. The next slide. Okay, this is the Igwe's outfit. This is one in the East among the Igbos and all of them. Same thing. The next one. Okay, this is from the northern part of Nigeria. Uh, You could see a little bit of the Arab influence in those attires. The next slide. Same thing, northern part of Nigeria. You can also see the ladies' hands with all the tattoo and all of that, we also have that in America. (laughs) The next slide, yes, this is from Benin. If you read up Benin Empire, it was one of the old ancient empires in Africa. Uh, This comes from there and it's in Nigeria. The next slide, okay, I like food. Unfortunately, because of COVID, we couldn't do this. Hopefully sometime we'll have the opportunity to do that. The most popular Nigerian food in America is jollof rice. But this one is my favorite. That's made with melon seed and spinach and yams. The next slide. Yeah, that's your Nigerian breakfast, Uh, plantain, yams, eggs, and still. The next one. Okay. So, video. I hope I have given you a little taste of Nigeria. As Nigerians, we are about God, we are about family, we are about love. Amen. God bless you all. Amen. Okay. Thank you.
3: So we've let me get a couple of volunteers to go to the back and uh, pass out the bags of plantain chips that we've got. And if you're at a table, you've got a bag of plantain chips—a little taste of Nigeria—and uh, that we that we wanted to share with you. We don't we can't make the
0: yeah, the, the spinach have. soup and yams <laughs> and, and all that
3: stuff, but uh, wanted you to go home with a little a little taste. Uh, and uh, yeah, thank you. Just go ahead, hand them out to anybody that wants one i will figure it out. Thank you, Kim. Is that Nicole? Thank you for helping out. And uh, I have a scripture verse that, you know, a lot of what John shared with us is is very powerful. And one of the experiences that I take away from this is, you know, John was sitting here before you would look at John and you were thinking whatever you were thinking about what John was going to say. But let me ask you this. At this point, do you feel like you have... You know a little bit more about John and wouldn't you like to ask him another question or you see him another time and you say, Hey, I have a connection with him because I heard his stories about his culture and the walls come down. Is that not true? I think that is correct. And uh, we need to do this more and more. God has created all of us. As John had said, we're all on the same grounding. And I want to read from the book of Ephesians. Uh, Chapter three. And on the screen, I I want us to see uh, Galatians chapter three. This is the new living translation. I want you to watch the new living translation while I read a different translation. So I'm purposefully wanting you to to see something with your eyes, but hear something different with your ears. And so that might be disconcerting and a little confusing to you, but I'm doing it for a purpose. So, so listen to me, and then watch what's on the screen. This is, this is what the... So you're looking at the New Living Translation, but I'm reading a translation called The Message. It's actually a paraphrase of these verses up here. So this is what the, the Message version of the Bible says. This is why I, Paul... Okay, so we, that matches up. This is why I, Paul, am in jail for Christ... Having taken up the cause of you outsiders, so-called. Go back one verse, Rich, if you would, and we'll pause on this word, outsiders. The translation that I read uses the word outsiders instead of Gentiles. And I'll explain to you in a minute why it's such a different word. Okay, now we can continue to the next one, Rich. I take it that you are familiar with the part I was given in God's plan... For including everybody. I got the inside story on this from God himself as I just wrote you in brief. So we should be at verse four now. Verse four begins, as you read over what I have written to you, you'll be able to see for yourselves into the mystery of Christ. None of our ancestors understood this. Only in our time has it been made clear by God's spirit through his holy apostles and prophets of this new order. The mystery is that people who have never heard of God and those who have heard of him all their lives. This is what I've been calling the outsiders and the insiders. They stand on the same ground before God. They get the same offer get the same help they get the same promises in Christ Jesus the message is acceptable to everyone across the board now that's a very different now we they, they all belong to Jesus it's sounding the you know similar message coming across but the words are very different there's a word in, in this Uh, And let's go to the the slide, Rich, that has uh, several words on it. Go ahead. Yeah, here we are. Outsiders, Gentiles, or Gentiles with a lowercase g. The Greek word here is pronounced ethnos. We would spell it with English letters, E-T-H-N-O-S. But it's pronounced ethnos in the Greek language. That's the original language in which the Bible was written. And the word ethnos can simply be translated as nation. But when they use the word ethnos, referring to a nation, they're not referring to political boundaries. They're not referring to geographic boundaries. They're referring to groups of people. Ethnos. And when Paul was writing this in the Old Testament, or in the New Testament, there were only two types of people in his mindset. There were Jews... And then there was everybody else. And if you were not a Jewish person, you were part of everybody else. So what Paul is saying here is all peoples are open and standing on equal grounding in the sight of God. We need to celebrate that. We need to live in that reality. And it's so wonderful to have John here coming from a... A different culture and being part of America and, he, and he, showed, he shared with you why he brought his family to America because here's a place of opportunity and as he sees America he sees that as the best option for his family and it, it, you see him nodding his head now and, and that, that is just yeah, that's, that's a father that's a Nigerian father protecting guiding and he said last night I don't know if this is revealing too much He said last night, he he was very happy in Nigeria, but he came to America, not for himself, but for his children. And that fits with everything that he told us about protecting and giving them opportunity and the expectations that they have. And uh, I had the privilege of uh, the three three of their children, uh, Elena, Mary, and Manny, uh, going to Haiti with our youth group a couple of years ago and i got to know them on that trip fabulous family you've done a good job and isn't there something about that 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 we in our own culture we need we need to strengthen that in our own culture that that father role that parenting role that respect that they have for husband and wife and uh, it's it's a beautiful thing and so this series, it's a cultural thing, is intended for us to learn about each other a little bit more and respect each other, to honor one another, to learn from one another. Because in the eyes of God, we're all on the same foot. We all need to hear that good message of Jesus Christ. It is that message of, of, of God becoming human, dying on the cross for all of us. So that we can experience the love, the peace, the eternal life that Christ has for us. That is for every person. I think of the scripture from Romans 1.16. Paul writes, I am not ashamed of this good message. Because it is the power of God for the salvation of all people. And he says first for the Jew and also for the Gentile for all people. So let's give thanks to God. We thank John for being here today. And uh, as we conclude our our service this morning, musicians are going to come. And let's just give thanks to God and an opportunity for us to give ourselves to God and to follow him. Doesn't matter where we come from. Let's worship God. So I invite you to stand as we continue to sing and worship and close our service. Thank you, John. God bless you. This area is open. We have time to pray together. If you have a prayer, you want someone to pray with you this morning, come kneel at the platform area or meet someone at one of our prayer stations. We'll be glad to pray together.
1: Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for what we've heard today. We thank you for the way that we've been challenged. We thank you, Lord, that whatever culture we grow up in, whatever culture we live in, Lord, we know that you are God. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. So before we leave this place today, Lord, we just want to spend a few minutes just worshiping you and thanking you for who you are and all that you've done. In Jesus' name. The front area, as Pastor said, is open. There's folks at our prayer stations if you need someone to pray with you. Maybe uh, you're in the room today and this Jesus that we talk about. uh, You don't know him. Uh, There's some folks that can point you in that direction before you leave today, and you can make that decision uh, for Christ before you leave this room today. So there's some folks that can help you with that. Let's worship those.